on maynard.com.au. Hey, you! Maynard! It's. Bunga Bunga! With that guy with a mouthful, Tim Ferguson, and. I'm the old guy, but I'm feminine, I'm Bunga Bunga 32. Who would have thought all these years ago when we were doing this podcast that we would have only got the 32? Yeah, we've been pretty slack, really. They've been hard work. They're hard to put together. And Maynard has to edit them and edit them again. It's hard, people. Thanks for your interest, but lay off. People are going, when are they coming? When are they coming? Get on Patreon. Donate. The more Patreons we have, the more shows you will get. In this show, we'll be having this. A bit of stuff from this. And, of course... This. Hello, Maynard. And we won't ever hear from this song again. But there's that kid again, Tim. That lousy kid is back. Here we are in 2017. He's still a kid. Ah. Look, I think I heard him booing something in the US Senate the other day. When the very, very rich are getting richer while the middle class shrinks. Ah. Great to see him there and good on him. I thought it was a bit harsh coming out against Bernie like that. I thought, God, that guy's gone through enough. Yeah, he's gone through enough. I mean, what a hard life Bernie's going to have now as being the voice in the wilderness professionally. And of course, he said he's not going to be down with anything Trump does. But I'm just wondering, is, is that the way to go? Should do a bit of compromise, Tim? Well, yeah, I reckon the dog has caught the bus. I would say everybody let Donald spend the next month doing what Donald wants to do, and that should pretty well begin the end of his presidency. Of course, we're coming to you live from the Madame Frou-Frou Cafe in Glebe Point Road, where uh, the Greens still get a large chunk of the vote. It's good to see the Greens out there going to all of us, just like like sort of grown-up human skippies. I believe on our Christmas special, we, you spoke out on feminist issues and there's been a slight backlash against you. Those women are still talking funny, aren't they? Yeah, apparently men aren't supposed to speak about feminist issues because we don't know about them or we don't like them or whatever it might be. And I did suggest to Clementine Ford, who I do admire, that she will get further if she is funnier. But apparently there's a pushback. What would I know? I'm just a funny old male. But the fact is, I'm a better feminist than Clementine Ford is in her wildest dreams. Uh-oh. What's going to happen now? You're going to have to fact out here on that, Tim. Fact out. Well, I am because, I, A, I don't complain about being a woman ever. Yeah, I've never heard you say that. B, I treat men with contempt. That's right. And number three, you know, I haven't thought through properly. All that thinking must be making you hurt. It's really hurting. It's been a very busy Christmas. But the other thing is everybody's saying they're glad to be out of 2016 oh, yeah. because of all the voting and because, you know, we lost David Bowie and you know, we lost Carrie Fisher and, and we George lost Michael. George Michael. And I can understand those feelings. But for the generation who are really mourning those people, you better hold on. 2017 is going to be the year of death. You can't kid yourself that all those guys who are rock stars in the 70s have healthy livers, brains or hearts. There's going to be a wipeout of all the talent in rock and roll for that generation. So hold on to your biscuit barrels, people. 2017 is going to be a bumpy, hilarious ride. Yes! <laughs> it's news. 
Tim, what's been going on in the world of Ferguson and Doug Anthony All-Stars and, in fact, multiple cirrhosis? Has it been a cure while we've been away? It's amazing. It's an amazing cure. I got offered it. Unfortunately, I didn't read the rest of the email because I was laughing too much. And then immediately I was sending back a whole new, fresh array of swear words to the person who very kindly poked their nose in my business. The other thing in MS is everybody's saying, wow, marijuana will cure MS. Let me state for the record that you potheads have to stop hanging around each other. Smoke if you got them. If I get another person saying, well, you know, traditional medicine says that, it's called medicine, as Tim Minchin said. It's just called medicine. Alternative medicine is nothing of the sort, so thanks for all your interest. But as far as the Doug Anthony All-Stars, they've gone rogue. They'll be back in a couple of weeks. We're going to start rehearsing the new show. We haven't really talked it through, but it's new and it's got a show in it. Paul Livingston has released a book about being on the road and about with you guys for 20 years or something like that, so he's going to dish some dirt in that book. It's called Das, their part in my downfall, and it's a bestseller. He sent an email from Paul Livingston saying we've reached bestseller status. Good on him. It is a very refreshingly funny read without all that anger that the All-Stars present. And of course, here at the Madame Fru Fru Cafe, we've got uh, Richard Saunders, who's just over there. He's uh, having a bit of a coffee there and, and doing some clicking on his, uh, I don't know what he's got. He's got an Apple Newton or something like that going there. Richard, how are you today? I'm Will. He's from the Australian Skeptics, but I can promise you there will be no rationality in this show whatsoever. No, no, no. That's not what we're known for. Spin Out, the movie you produced and put together is out on DVD, came out for Christmas. Tim, how did it go? It went very well. Everybody was out getting Spin Out and giving it to their families. You know, it's an Australian comedy. Those things tend to sell really well, so everybody's really happy. You can keep a look out for me. I've been getting work where I can. You can look for me in the background of Janet King, the next season of Janet King when it comes on. Because I got very excited when they said Janet King because I thought they said Jason King, which is that great 70s show with Peter Wingate. What a show that was. series but each episode was gold there was one episode where they threatened him instead of beating him up they were tearing his suits in his cupboard to torture him he was going no not my pink shirt any fashion conscious person's gonna scream at that patreon do your stuff i might be hosting the bewitched atomic kitten tour around australia that's uh, yet to be confirmed there might be doing the mc work for that i'd certainly like to do that you'd be a huge bewitched fan in the tv show No, no, the Irish group. Oh, I don't follow anyone but ACDC and Wagner. Atomic Kitten. No. And that wraps up the news. On to crank mail, Tim. Do you, do you get do you get the crank mail? Crank mail, crank mail, crank mail.
I put out the call on the Bunga Bunga Facebook page, which you'd all be a member of, and on Twitter, and a few people heeded the call, Tim. Have you actually personally got any crank mail recently? Yes, I've been getting little Twitter wars because of what I suggested about Julian Arsanger and Donald Trump. I just jokingly said that Julian Arsanger was claiming responsibility for Donald Trump, which of course he has and would and should. But all these pro-Arsanger people started jumping up and down. They think Julian has never lied, has never been known by a woman, and has never ever had a political bias, which is just hilarious. But God bless them. I tried to be funny, but they don't have senses of humour. Julian Arsanger comes from Byron Bay, and that taints everything he's ever said and done, including the hair. Pamela Anderson visited him to give him a sandwich. Wow. Is that a metaphorical sandwich? It's hard to know what happens when Byron Bay meets Venice Beach. But let's get into our crank mail here that we've had directly to Bunga Bunga 32. Of course, you can contact Bunga Bunga through the Bunga Bunga Facebook page, through maynard at maynard.com.au, or Tim, you can be contacted on... At Real Tim Ferguson on Twitter. Posty Lindley of Melbourne, someone who's out there putting in the hard yards, in the heat, putting the parcels in the box. She wants to know, is it really that dangerous to run with scissors? And is there a special hospital ward for people who ran with the good scissors? It depends on the stairs you're running down. If they're very softly carpeted, you'll probably be okay. The problem with running with scissors is, and it is a great Weird Al Yankovic album title. I recommend the Running With Scissors album by Weird Al. It's good. Top poker on that one. the man. He was in Australia about this time last year as well. Because if you're running with scissors, you're taught to put the pointy end away from you. But then again, you'll just stab someone else, where if you run and you don't fall on someone, you'll stab yourself. There's really no answer for the enigma of running with scissors, Tim. Oh, Atomic Kitten. Yes. I love them. They're my favourite group. They're so dynamic, they're musical, they jump up and down, they're cat-shaped. It gets me moving. And they're so much better, Atomic Kitten, than the wind-generated kittens. That's just a very slow musical experience. Controversial, but because if you spill any Atomic Kitten, it lasts for a very long time. Yeah, it goes all over the furniture. Crank mail! Scott Burton. Scott Burton of Adelaide has a very serious question for you, Tim, and one only you can handle, Tim. What caused South Australia's statewide electricity blackouts? At this point, they've had three. We know a storm caused one, blew over some pylons. But the other two, Tim, over to you. Oh, I think it's got to be blamed upon Julian Arsanger. Uh, I think it's Julian Arsanger's idea to cut Adelaide off 
from the internet. Why did it happen three times? Because Adelaide just won't be told. They're a proud people. You can switch off their machines, turn out their lights, they keep coming back. All head down to Maslin's Beach, they all go nude, they don't need any power for that, they just lie around all day and then come home nude. For a bit of excitement, they go to Hindley Street on a Friday night just to, you know, engage in some random violence. Of course, you guys first came to national prominence, I would say, at the Adelaide Festival there in uh, 1986. The Castanet Club was there for the second time. You guys were there. How did you find that festival? Was, was that your first big breakout from Canberra? Yeah, that was the first time any of us had left Canberra. And that was hugely exciting. We stayed at a brothel, a place called La Cantino. There were always these scantily dressed ladies smoking alpines in the foyer and no other guests. And occasionally you get a tap on the door with some guy asking, is Trixie here? It took us a while to work out that we were surrounded by the wonderful working women of Adelaide. Of course, we were too nervous around prostitutes to even start a conversation. Especially Richard. Yeah, Richard would have been hopeless. But we did feel kind of cool that there was sex happening around us a lot. Oh, and let me tell you, you guys were popular too. You were the talk of the festival in 1986 with your uh, counter-cultural antics. And the violence. When that happens, you just have to push it harder. Double down, as Donald would say. Let me tell you about the 80s for a minute, folks. Back then, you could do a comedy show, do whatever you want, and absolutely no one in the audience, the press would know what happened outside that room as so far as a recording or a photo. There was nothing. There was no way people could record it. Well, not without gigantic machines. It was a happier time for comedians with no balls. Our material's gotten worse and harder <laughs> as we've become decrepit old men. Most comedians starting out are a bit chicken shit about someone actually posting whatever they say on the internet. We're just standing by prepared to deny having said it. Your friend Alice Fraser on her podcast, which I recommend you listen to, has said that she thought initially that people filming comedy gigs would stop people going, but she thinks on the balance it's probably been a good thing. How do you feel that people know the punchlines before they come? I don't know why you would watch a comedian before you go and see them. Look, whatever sells tickets, whatever gets people out of the house and away from their televisions. Crank mail from Belinda Pierce. She wants to know in these troubled times of 2017, is it time to bring back nice pastel shades of toilet paper. The pastel was always very popular in our household because it took your mind away to a happier place. A happier time. A happier time. And you should bring it back. I've always thought that lurid blood red toilet paper would also kind of add a little bit of, uh uh-oh, here we go, what's this? There's your answer for that. Thank you, Belinda, thank you, Lindley, and thank you, Scott, for the crank mail. Let's close it up. Crank mail, crank mail, crank mail. Oh, and what uh, little animal is that urinating at the end of that? It's a bandicoot, Maynard, the little-known Australian bandicoot. By George, he's having a good go at it. Listen to this. He's got very big bladders. Now, the Australian bandicoot, the only animal that natively wears diapers. The only one. And it's nice of them to do that. The way kangaroos just hop around and crap wherever they like is a little bit disturbing. Hang on to your seatbelts. Make sure you've got your finger in your feet because it's time for the burning social issue. (laughs) 
Oh, that really makes me mad. Well, this is a big one. Fiona Carmichael on Twitter has passed us through to this, and she's a powerful woman. She's got 70 followers on Twitter. She asks us, how is Northcote holding up in light of this latest Australian government Centrelink scandal? Well, Northcote is always on a perpetual state of outrage about whatever the hell it is. But this latest scandal of the government who are linking your personal tax file information to the Department of Health and Services Centrelink is causing deep outrage. You know, next thing will be they'll be giving it to the Defence Department. Northcote is going through a very difficult time and they know they're going to inherit all that money from their parents who raised them in a very nice middle-class home. So that's really tearing at their soul. Are they just rich kids in waiting with bushranger beards or have they got something to contribute? Of course they don't, but it will be plaguing them. So what should the people of Northcote do to uh, stop this oppression by the federal government? Oh, they should fuck right off, Maynard. That's what they should do. Wow. Once upon a time, Northcote in Melbourne was a place where working class Italians and Greeks and Turks would live together, raising their families. Now it's full of hipsters, particularly the ones I really like, the hipsters who say they're not hipsters. And what it's turned Northcote into is an intolerable pack of semi-left-wing, ill-informed conspiracy theorists who don't immunise their children. So they should, yes, fuck the hell off. There's your advice from Tim Ferguson on our burning social issue on Bunga Bunga 32. Oh, Mr Maynard, what a mess! Tim, I think it's time. A lot of people have missed this. I've uh, had my bug out bag, my, my bug out sack full for the last couple of months, and it's been about five months since we got together last. I think it's time for you to ask what's in Maynard's bug out bag? Well said, Tim. Two things. Here's the bug out bag. By the way, a bug out bag is something that you grab, say you were the Australian Signal Directorate Chief in Lebanon, right? You hear a knock on the door at an inappropriate time of the night. You go out the window with a 45 or whatever, a false passport and a bit of cash. Hopefully you land somewhere safe and then you leave Lebanon. That's exactly what you would do. That's a bug out bag. I haven't got that. I've just got various items of cultural appropriateness. So if someone knocks on my door in the middle of the night inappropriately, I whip this out of my bug out bag. Good Lord, it's Pee Wee's Playhouse. Volume no, 2. Volume 2. That's awesome. Pee Wee, such a great comic character. He was Jim Carrey before Jim Carrey was Jim Carrey. Mm. He was also George Michael before George Michael was George Michael, but that's for a different reason. And pull yourself up a chair. If you are doing acid, it's the show to watch. I'd probably even maybe go to this before Yellow Submarine. Pee-wee's Playhouse is classic Pee-wee. I mean, just have a listen to this exchange and see if you can work out what the fuck's going on. First, we need an orange. Hey, Terry, would you please bring me an orange? Certainly. It's my pleasure. Thanks, Terry. First, I put the orange under my chin. I'll never be able to play this game. 
I don't have a chin. Makes perfect sense to specialists, but I can imagine that our dear listener is having troubles. And as a special addendum to the bug out bag, we've got this. From Richard Saunders. Richard, explain what this is and how much grief you've found yourself in recently over it. I found something which I love, uh, these mints from America. Well, these happen to be Tic Tacs, but the flavour is called wintergreen. And as soon as I tasted a wintergreen mentos or a mint, I thought, wow, this is the taste for me. But I passed it amongst my friends the other day. You were there, and it meant with almost universal, what the... Disdain with what they got. I don't mind it, but other people said that it smelt like Listerine and it tasted like either deodorant or deep heat. Tim Ferguson, over to you for the tiebreaker. Well, if you don't like deodorant, you don't like Listerine, stop buying it. Stop perpetuating that business. It works. Wintergreen works as a flavour. If you don't like it, you're being closed-minded and you are pressing our freedoms. Tim, a lot of people have missed your sound effect requests as well. Bunga Bunga 32, the Maynard International Studios in the Shatner Room. We work long and hard into the night to find recordings to play here. And what would you like to hear as Tim Ferguson's sound effect request on Bunga Bunga 32, Tim? Monty Python had the Swedish massage sound um, and, you know, it was very popular, but this is the sound of an actual Swedish massage. It kind of sounds relaxing, but a bit terrifying at the same time, Tim. You've really got to want the massage. It's not happy, but it was certainly joyful. like a quick moment here where we thank our Patreons. We'd like to thank all the people that contribute to Patreon and you can contribute to this show and all Planet Maynard shows at patreon.com slash Maynard and you can just give a dollar or two dollars a month. We have 40 people at the moment who are contributing. Unfortunately the credit cards expire and there's about a quarter of them are being declined because they haven't updated their credit card details. So if they could just update their credit card details with Patreon but nothing to do with me, certainly nothing to do with Tim. You don't want to be giving your credit card details to Tim just contact Patreon and just update your details there. It really makes a difference. Maynard has to do a lot of travel to get here to beautiful Cafe Fru So anything you can give, a tiny little donation every month will help us cover all those costs. Patreon.com slash Maynard and get on there. Give us a final selling point, Tim. Do it, please. It's time for Tim's historical hypothetical. We put Tim into a place in history and ask him, so what would you do, smartass? Are you ready this time, Tim? I'm not capable, I'm not capable, I've never been capable. Hang on, I feel capable. You are Bernie Sanders. What do you do? Do you go with some legislation? Do you think over the legislation? Or do you doggishly block everything that comes from the Trump ascendancy? I throw myself at the president and try to cause some kind of sex scandal. Then we get Kenneth Starr back from whichever hole he crawled into. And we have another special investigation into who touched who. And it'll be one of those situations again where we don't want to have to think about Bernie and Donald getting it on. Yeah, throw yourself as a sexual sacrifice. Oh, maybe he, he could grab Trump by the peenie. By the peenie for sure. If you can find it, if those fingers are anything to go by, you'll be rummaging around there for quite a while. How is your cat Kittler? Is it going okay? What's the story? Kittler's uh, very happy about Trump. 
very happy about Brexit, thinks that all those One Nation senators are good for Australia. He's a cat, so he doesn't have human best interests at heart. Like every cat, he only has his own interests at heart, particularly around dinner time. Cats are deeply conservative voters. Because they're also very well taken care of, they spend most of the day sleeping and licking themselves. Politically, they rarely compromise with dogs. You will see occasionally one might get on with a dog or kind of sleep with a dog, but that's the rarity. Yeah, they think they're bigger than dogs. They've seen the size of dogs, and because the way their tiny, tiny cat brains work, they can't actually tell that the dog is bigger, so they will lash out, and Kittler will lash out if somebody tries to, for example, pat him or show him kindness. It's time to round into the final leg of the show here, a time where Tim gets his apple crate, gets on his box, stands up long, tall and proud, and gives you Tim Ferguson's right of reply to a question no one asked. Don't expect too much. Are the people who vote for Trump, who vote for Brexit, who vote for One Nation racist? Are they? Are they really? Can they be? Well, look, nobody likes to be racist and nobody wants it on their T-shirts, apart from the guys who have fuck off, wear full on their T-shirts and their cars and the front doors of their houses. But I figure, you know, if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's probably not the mainstream media. And I would say that calling these people racist is just the beginning of fixing the problem of eradicating them from our halls of power. People are saying, how can you be funny about Trump? The way to attack Trump and Brexit and One Nation is not to make jokes about their leaders. You go for their voters, because their voters are wide open, baby. Their voters have not thought ahead in terms of fighting the ridicule, whereas, of course, Donald Trump has. Have you completely thought this through? I'm just saying, if you're going to be funny about these people, you aim low and kick the crap out of them. Tim Ferguson punching down here on Bunga Bunga 32. Don't expect too much. That's a bit of a wrap-up for the show here. Oh, except we do have to mention that Tim will be uh, appearing, giving an out-of-character chat about his life, comedy and experiences at the next Skeptics in the Pub in Sydney, which is at the Occidental Hotel on the 2nd of February. And you can find out about that, Richard. Where would people find out about that? If people go to meetup.com and look for Australian Skeptics, A-U-S-T, Skeptics, or just Google Australian Skeptics in the pub, they can find out all the details. Yes, the 2nd of February at the Occidental Hotel just behind Windyard Station. It'll be a big Thursday night there, Tim, and we've wanted to do, you to do it for a while, but we've had to find a venue that's friendly to your mode of transport, which is teleportation. I'm not going to go easy on these skeptics. Don't go assuming that I must be a skeptic because I'm giving a speech to the skeptics. I'm not giving a speech to them. I'm giving a speech at them. I'm not actually interested in them <laughs> coming back and saying, yeah, well, but is that true? That's not exactly proven. We're beyond scepticism being useful. We're beyond the age of facts, let alone truth. We're beyond hypocrisy. We are now in a world where even scepticism has no power. So I'll be talking about that and I'll be blaming Trump on the sceptic society because why not? I believe you might be entitling the talk, My Life as a Sexual Sceptic. My Life as a Sexual Sceptic. I don't actually believe what's going on down there. Now I've seen the little short videos and the little Polaroids, but it doesn't feel like that. That's the word from Tim Fergus on Bunga Bunga 32, so it's hooray from me. And it's bye-bye from him. 
Contact us at the Bunga Bunga Facebook page, Maynard at Maynard.com.au and the one place you can actually get the attention of Tim Ferguson, which is Twitter at Real Tim Ferguson.